Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everyone. Welcome in to another edition of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we'll talk to Chad Dickman, who is the men's basketball coach over at Hood College. The Blazers are playing well, 6-2 overall, winners of five in a row. Uh, so we'll ask Chad about his team this season. And uh, we'll ask him about growing up in a household where sports was a major priority. Chad, of course, is the son of legendary Frederick County basketball coach Tom Dickman. As a matter of fact, Chad succeeded his father as the coach over at Hood. So we'll ask him about that and uh, just how closely he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps. So we look forward to talking to Chad in just a second here. Uh, no John Cannon this week. The Frederick County sports scene has gone into full holiday mode, really, with basketball tournaments and wrestling tournaments on the horizon uh, uh, through the beginning of the new year. Uh, so we'll get into more of that with John, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, next week. Uh, but let's take a really quick break here, and when we get back, I'll have uh, Hood basketball coach uh, Chad Dickman on the line with me. So uh, stay tuned, everyone, here on The Final Score. Hood College men's basketball team is off to a 6-2 start this season. 3-0 in conference play. The head coach of the Blazers is Chad Dickman, and we are very happy to welcome him onto the podcast now. How are you, Chad? Happy holidays. I'm good, Greg. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays to yourself. Well, what, what are the holiday plans in the Dickman household? Uh, we just had a uh, baby boy in late August. Oh, so, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, he is our plan. So we are, uh, we're sticking around Frederick and just kind of keeping it low key. And we're still trying to figure out the, uh, uh, the easiest way to handle this baby travel situation. So maybe next Christmas we'll have bigger plans, but, uh, this year we're just, uh, staying at home. Between your day job and being, a, being, being a, a new father, how much sleep are you getting these days? Ooh, um, these days, a little bit more now that we're on Christmas break. Uh, we don't have early morning practice, but uh, it was a rough probably first two months uh, of his life. Um, with We had a lot of morning practices, and um, he was getting up three or four times a, a night. But uh, my wife, Allie, was uh, really helpful with that, so, so that helped. But it's getting better. I've, I've heard it at like four to six months they kind of revert. So not something I look, I'm looking forward to sleep wise, but we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. So, so will this little guy get some presents for Christmas? I, I, I take it. <laughs> um, if his mom got him any, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not doing the Christmas shopping. Uh, I think we're just going to keep it low key this year. Whenever he figures it out, we'll probably start getting him uh, a little bit more at that point. Yeah. Well, let's talk some basketball. Chad, you guys, as you said, are in the middle of your uh, winter break right right now. You last played on December 11th, an 86-71 victory over Albright. Uh, your next game is December 29th against Drew University. I'm sure part of this break is, is due to final exams, right? Yeah, so our guys had final exams. Uh, they finished up um, last – about a week or a week ago today. So we, um, we practiced until – um, they all left last Thursday. Uh, we practiced a, little, a few more days after they finished final exams and they come back on December 26th. So they get a nice little Christmas break. Yeah. But, but you guys have won five in a row, Chad. I mean, is, is this a bad time to be taking a break? Uh, if I guess, you know, uh, kind of a catch 22, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good to get a little, a little break in and uh but at the same time i thought we were really starting to come together um you know we had a couple really early games that we had to play probably before we were ready um to play and we're, you know these these last few weeks started to come together a little bit we're healthy now and um you know what you know the ideally you know we would like to have uh we would like to have that winter break a little earlier but um but yeah, I mean, we'll hopefully when they get back here on 26, we'll have a couple uh, good practices and we can keep it rolling. 
why are you guys playing so well right now? Um, I think it, I think our guys are really starting to mesh and, and grasp, uh, you know, our base, our principles that we play uh, with, which are pretty unique. It's, it's very different than a lot of uh, teams uh, play. So uh, we got a handful of new guys this year. I mean, we, we didn't play any games last year. So our, fre- our, our sophomores are more or less freshmen. So we have two classes of guys that are just getting their first real college game experience this year. And we also have two transfers uh, that are getting playing time for us that we kind of added to the mix. So, um, you know, it, it was a little bit of an onboarding process and just kind of getting everyone on the same page and, and get them acclimated to our unique style of play. And I, I think we're starting to really kind of mesh and pick that up. Um, so I think that that's that's one reason. And the other reason is, is um, we're pretty healthy uh, now. I mean, we we're at a point with injuries and, and with with COVID, um, we played a game um, with nine guys dressed and only I think six of those guys had ever really received had ever really played decent minutes for us. Um, so you know, we're back to almost 100%. We got a couple guys still out with injuries, but um, I think those two things are kind of the key concepts or key uh, factors, I think, uh, of why we're, we've been playing well recently. Yeah, I mean, you touched on something that I wanted to ask you about. I mean, we've been navigating this pandemic for, for almost two years now, Chad, and uh, cases are up again because of this new, invari- this new uh, variant, Omicron. Um, are you worried about the trajectory of this thing and and how it might disrupt your season yeah definitely i mean um you know each i would say each passing day i get a little little more worried um you know we've uh we've had our fair uh share of of cases on our team and um from from the from what i've heard a lot of teams in the conference have um recently had to cancel games because of positive cases and uh, I mean, you can look on the scoreboards uh, online every single night from, from NBA to D1 to D3. Uh, there's just more and more games getting canceled or postponed. So, um, You guys have been I interrupted am, slightly already, right? You've had a couple of postponements and a, maybe a cancellation on your schedule so far. Yeah, we actually had to um, cancel a, a tournament, the Battle of D.C. and Maryland that we usually go to we had to cancel that tournament and then we had a um, exhibition game at Maryland Eastern Shore that we had to cancel because um, we had uh, a handful of, uh, of positive cases in mid-November um, so yeah so I think we were we were kind of hit early with it and you know at this point we, we almost have herd immunity honestly um, but you know it's uh it's 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 scary just because um, of, you know, you, you have those flashbacks of two years ago where it just, you know, completely, you know, ravaged the uh, end of the, the season for these guys. And obviously last year we were one of the, the teams that never even got a chance to play games. So, um, you know, as soon as you think we, we, we've kind of gotten past it, we kind of uh, get thrown back in the mix and, you know, with, with winter and all the guys, coming back from uh, traveling uh, for, for break, um, you know, it, I have a feeling that it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. So I'm just hoping we figure out a way to, um, you know, overcome this and, and it doesn't get to a point where they have to, um, you know, end the season. I, 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 that would be, that would just be terrible for the, for, you know, every, every college athlete, honestly. Yeah. But we, we have a vaccine now. I mean, we, we've learned how to deal with this better. So, so what's, what's the threat level of, of maybe losing the rest of the season? It, it's pretty low. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's very high. So, I mean, I think the vaccine is, is the big, I mean, we're, our team's hundred percent vaccinated. Uh, it still went through our team and, you know, luckily no serious symptoms. So, you know, uh, I, I hope the, uh, you know, uh, at the highest level, the administration uh, of the uh, NCAA, um, you know, sees that the data for, um, you know, this, this, you know, new variant and whatnot is, is probably not as serious, especially for vaccinated uh, people, but um, you never know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's just 
so new. I mean, there could be a new variant next month and then, you know, now we're back to square one. So, um, you know, I, I have, it's, it's funny you ask that because uh, one of my buddies is kind of um, uh, up to date on all this stuff. And he, and he just told me that there's an article that just came out that uh, the U.S. Army has just found a vaccine that will hopefully combat every future version of COVID. So. Oh, thank God. That's the best, yeah, that's the best but, news I've heard all day. <laughs> now, don't take that. And say, he sent me the article. Dr. It's, Chad Dickman uh, on, on, on duty. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to be the uh, uh, the uh, middleman with that if it's wrong. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's it seemed like. And we, and we have a know, pill now. We have a pill now. You could take it at home that I just saw. I got approved. So yeah, was, yeah. So that's a that's a big deal, too, because now you could just. Uh, take a pill at home and and you might be able to ward off the worst of this thing i mean geez aren't, aren't you just sick of dealing with this thing by now <laughs> yeah i mean it's just um this is one of those things where you, you know it just like i said as soon as you start to think we're in the clear you know bad news comes but um but yeah i mean i i i, I would be very surprised if, if 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 we're not able to finish the season um but like I said, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think at this point, it's just going to be a matter of figuring out how to handle all these, uh, you know, postponements and cancellations and, you know, figuring, figuring out how to kind of get teams on an even level when looking at who's going to make the tournament and whatnot. Could they extend the season beyond the scheduled ending date at, at, at this point? Who, um, possibly, but but I doubt it. Um, you know, especially for Division One. I. I mean, they got the Final Four like set in stone. Um, but there's so many things that go into like the postseason tournaments and reserving venues and all that stuff. It, it makes it really tough um, to 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 extend the season uh, at the college level. So. Um, I doubt it. It'd probably just be a, a situation where some teams just aren't playing as many games as other teams. Right. What did you tell your guys before they went on this holiday break to see family and, and sort of they're on their, on their own uh, a little bit during this period? Um, I just told them to, to enjoy the holidays and, and make good decisions. Um, that was about a week ago where <laughs> I don't even think the Omicron variant was, <laughs> I think they had just uh, found out that it was in the United States. Right. So, uh, just the past week, how crazy it spread has 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 been um, shocking. But um, but yeah, I mean that there wasn't any talk of uh, of COVID. Like I said, we we've had so many bouts with it already. Uh, it's kind of second nature to us. But um, you know, all of them will. We had mandatory testing when when all our uh, kids get back and athletes get back uh, at Hood. So hopefully we'll. Uh, be in the clear with that but um but yeah i mean i we, we didn't really address that um as far as the uh, uh as far as their you know their break goes how are you guys staying sharp basketball sharp during the during this break um we you know we, we we're pretty we've been pretty banged up honestly we've had injuries we've been uh playing you know some key guys a lot of minutes and um I think for, for a handful of guys, just a week off is probably good for them. Um, so what we usually do is just kind of send them uh, every day. We'll send them like a, uh, a workout to do, or, um, you know, if it's not a, like a, a, a personal workout day, we'll send them maybe a stretching or yoga routine uh, that they should try to do. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's not easy just because every guy has access to different things. Some guys have no access to an indoor gym when they go home. Um, so, you know, we're just kind of, uh, you know, more or less resting up and, you know, hope, hopefully the guys are doing a little bit to stay active, but, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get back at it on the 26th. Usually that's the December 26th is usually the worst practice of the year for, I think most college coaches would, would tell you that. Shaking um, off all those holiday cookies and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a very lethargic, uh, you know, it's almost, you know, the guys are trying to remember everything. They're kind of getting back They're you know, they're tired. It's, but uh, we, we got a good group. So I'm not, I'm not real concerned with that. Yeah. 
Uh, your two leading scorers are brothers, uh, Mason and, and, and Evan Wang. Uh, tell us about them. Yeah, so they're twins. Um, they're senior. They're fifth year seniors uh, from Virginia, um, and just just kind of embody everything you you look for uh, as a coach. Uh, you know, they they, they came in. Um, they're they're about five eleven, really good athletes, but the you know not real big, and I think uh, that kind of held them back from being recruited from uh, by some bigger schools. But you know, very good high school players. Um, took their team to the state championship in Virginia. So, you know, we were really happy to get them. And then when they got up to campus, um, you know, as soon as, as soon as we started playing, we, we kind of realized that, man, you know, th these guys are probably even better than we expected. And, you know, they've just been, you know, uh, improving every year. Um, you know, they work hard. They're, they're really good kids They're good students. They're well-liked. Um, and, and you know, they're just good basketball players. I mean, that's all. I mean, they're never going to, um, you know, wow you uh, from a, you know, size or athleticism standpoint. They are good athletes, but um, just the, the feel they have for the game is just something that uh, a lot of guys don't have. Um, and, and, and they play so well together. They just got to have, kind of have that instinct where they know where each other are at at all times. And, um, you know, they're just uh, – that we play them so many minutes that it's so hard to take them off the court. Um, but from a, just a skill level standpoint, from shooting to not turning the ball over to uh, basketball IQ, um, they've just been outstanding for us. And, you know, both of them are going to score a thousand points. Mason's going to end up being the all time leading scorer at hood. Um, he just scored his 1500th point, I think last game or two games ago. Um, so they're going to go down in the history books as, as two as the best two of the best players we've ever had here. So, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt losing those two, but um, you know they've uh, they've definitely kind of taken our program to the next level. What what's the dynamic like between them? Can you tell their brothers? Uh, well, they look exactly the same. It took me about six months to uh, figure out uh, the difference if, if they didn't have their jerseys on. Well, is there a birthmark um, or, uh, or a slight yeah, difference? Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, at this point I can, I can see like, first of all, they, they're never, um, one is never walking around without the other one. Like it's, it's insane. So like, you know, you always can at least compare the two, but I, I can tell their faces apart now. Um, and Evan's got a little bit of a birthmark that, that uh, I, I, I use if, if needed, but I've been, I've been around him so much that uh, I can tell uh, the difference between them. But, How many times have you called him by the wrong name? Oh, at least a hundred. I mean, in practice, I, I call, uh, you know, uh, guys the wrong name sometimes that look nothing alike. So those, <laughs> those words, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty often. Um, but usually it's cause I, you know, I just, I'm explaining something and they're in my peripheral vision or something, but, um, but yeah, they're, uh, they're just really good kids. I mean, Evan's kind of uh, more of the point guard um, and, and just has a really steadiness, like even keel about him. Um, Mason, Mason's a, more of the scorer. Uh, he's more of a shooting guard and uh, yeah, a little more emotional, just kind of plays uh, uh, off emotion a, a little bit more. Um, so they're, you know, they are different with their mindsets um, from, from that perspective, but. As know, a they, result, do you have to coach them differently? Do you have to adjust your yeah, style? Yeah, you actually do. It's, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, uh, I think any, any good coach will tell you, you can't, you know, coach every guy the same. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, Mason, Mason's a little bit more emotional. Um, so you gotta, you know, just kind of depending on how he's playing, you know, you, you it kind of affects how, how you want to uh, approach um, stuff with him. And then, uh, you know, Evan's just kind of like locked in all the time and, and, and you can just coach Evan however you want. But, you know, um, it, it's just a matter of, um, you know, they're just their personalities. And, and that's why the one thing that's different with those two is just uh, um, those little, you know, uh, quirks of their of their personality but 
uh, once you figure that out, they're like I said, they're they're very easy to coach and 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 really good kids and obviously really good players. The the, the personalities probably help you figure out who's who too to some degree as well. Like you can tell how guys react to things. And you're like, oh, that's Evan, or oh, that that's Mason. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Uh, tell us about some of the other guys that 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 really make your team go. Um, we're <laughs> we're we're really really deep. Um, we got so many guys that that we can throw in there. I mean, when we were down to, you know, nine, you know, we have 20 guys on the team. When we were down to nine dressed players, um, we still won that game. Um, and, and that was playing, like I said, two or three guys that never even played, you know, any meaningful minutes before. So, you know, we're extremely deep. Um, as far as guys that are playing a lot right now, we have uh, Bryce Butler, who's a graduate transfer, who was at Susquehanna, um, uh, for his undergrad, but they don't have grad school. So with the COVID year, all athletes got an additional year, whether they played last year or not. And so he wanted to use his fifth year and, and uh, Susquehanna didn't have grad school and, and Hood does. So he was looking for a good grad school. Um, we, I know his older brother pretty well. His older brother is the, the head coach at Chestnut Hill in Pennsylvania. Um, and we, we had looked at him a little bit out of high school. So we ended up having a pretty good rapport with him and some of my assistants uh, had really helped out with him. And so we got him um, uh, to come use his fifth year. And, and he's been, he's been really, really solid for us. Uh, I think he's our third leading scorer and leads us in rebounding and um, just uh, doesn't, doesn't make many mistakes. I mean, he's, he's 24 years old, so he's older than, than three, than three of my assistants. So, oh wow. Um, so, you know, you got, he's the old man of the team, but, but he's very experienced. He's, he's got a, uh, he's got that veteran um, kind of uh, mindset about him and, and, and he's a winner. So um, he's really been a, uh, a nice addition to the team. Um, and then we got some guys that, you know, were with us a couple of years ago, Chris Smalls has really kind of stepped up. He's, he's a senior this year, um, really athletic, long, um, shoots the ball really well. Uh, just uh, a kid that, you know, he's just kind of scratching the surface of his potential as a senior. Um, he's such a nice kid that it's like, uh, we've been trying to get him like a killer instinct mindset. And uh, he's just so unselfish that he just takes, you know, what's given to him and, and just would rather see other guys succeed. And, uh, and he's so talented. We're just trying to, you know, get him to kind of uh, understand that, you know, he can be a lot more productive than, than, than he is right now. Cause he's got the uh, ability to, um, and then we got Tremaine Strickland who went to Tuscarora who transferred in, um, to, to hood after he went to a, a division two school for a year. Uh, he's been a really good spark off the bench for us, um, behind the wings. Um, and then we got some guys, um, you know, Ryan Hallwoodell, uh, is a uh, is a junior from um, Centennial High School in Howard County, who's really uh, grown these last. He's one of our most improved players. He's been starting for us. Uh, doesn't put up a whole lot of stats, but you know he he's a good player. I mean he he uh, he had five threes the other day uh, in a game against Widener, um, but he he's been starting at the five for us, kind of playing out of position. But you know with how we play, we don't really have positions, and then. And we got some uh, some some solid guys that haven't played um, any college basketball until this year. So freshmen and sophomores. So we got a kid named Jack Fricka, who I think is going to be really good for us. That's been productive lately. Um, we have uh, Garrison Linton, who played at Oakdale, uh, who's a freshman, who's been um, you know battling some injuries and some sickness. Uh, so he's, his stats aren't very. Uh, uh, impressive at this point, but, you know, some of the things he does, um, you know, we just know he's going to have a really bright future for, for hood and, and, and he's going to have a really good career for us. Um, and then we have, uh, uh, a kid named Soren Almquist who's been battling injuries from, from Virginia, who's a six, five forward that's played really well when he's gotten minutes. Um, you know, we got Will Padicky who just came back from, uh, injury, who was, a uh, who's, who's a junior, who's going to be, um, you know, playing more and more for us. Um, and we've got a couple other guys, you know, we have a transfer from Princeton university who's going to grad school for us. He, he was going to walk on at Princeton last year, but Ivy league canceled their season. So, uh, his name's Jared young. He's been a phenomenal leader for us. He's, uh, he's one of our grad transfers. 
Um, then we got guys, you know, just uh, that 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 are always ready to to play, and we've gotten them minutes, and they've produced when we put them in. So you, know, you got guys like uh, you know Ian Pugh, um, Will Spencer, who's a freshman, uh, Brian Barrett's always productive when, when we get him in there, um, and we have Luol Chal, who's who's you know just had <laughs> very unfortunate luck with injuries and and COVID, and so you know that's a you know, really in-depth kind of rundown of the guys on, on our squad. And um, we have a couple of guys that have just been injured that haven't played at all yet. Um, so, like I said, very, very deep. Um, but, you know, it, it's very – it's reassuring to a coach because I know no matter what we're, we're faced with, we're going to have reinforcements and kind of that next man up mentality. Yeah, I know you're going to a high school game uh, tonight. Uh, how much can you tap uh, the existing talent here in Frederick County on the high school scene? Uh, well, I'm not anymore because it was canceled because of COVID. So, um, uh, just uh, uh, oh, I you're think... not you're not going to the to the game tonight. I I got you. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. It's not. so. I think they canceled all the Frederick County games tonight. At least a, a few of the ones that we were looking at. Um, but yeah, I mean, Frederick's been a productive um, place to recruit for us. I mean, we've had you know plenty of guys in, in the past. You know, Oakdale, Urbana. Um, and, and we're continuing to make sure that we try to get, um, you know, the best talent in Frederick that, that fit into what we're doing. Um, so, um, you know, there, there's a couple, you know, Frederick guys that we're really, really high on. Uh, I'm not allowed to say any names. Right. To the NCAA, That's NCAA, fine. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, we're hoping to get uh, a couple of Frederick County guys and, and, and every year there's a couple of guys we really want to get in the County um, you know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but, you know, with, with Frederick's population just increasing every year, uh, and the school's getting bigger and bigger, I think, you know, there's going to be more and more, uh, guys that we can recruit that, that come out of the, uh, the local high schools. Right. Did you grow up in Western PA, Chad? Say that, say that again. Did you grow up in Western PA? No, no, no. I grew up in Frederick. Oh, you did. Um, that, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You went to TJ. Went to you went to you went to TJ, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, so, of course, your your dad is the legendary uh, coach here in Frederick County, uh, <laughs> Tom Dickman. So 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't have grown up apart from him. What what was life like growing up in the in the in the Dickman household? I imagine sports were often a topic of conversation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's as far back as I remember. I remember going to TJ games and. You know, bringing friends and like running around under the bleachers, uh, you know, while games were going on and watching the games. And uh, so, you know, as soon as I was old enough to to shoot at a ten foot basket, I was in there constantly. And uh, you know, my brother was the same, and even my sister a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where you know, before you even realize, you know, what it is, you you just kind of you know, you just kind of grow into the, into that situation and and you know i i grew up and thinking tj players were like the los angeles lakers you know i didn't i had You're no talking idea. about like T terrence morris and and those type of guys no i actually played with terrence i think i'm a little older than you think oh, <laughs> that's right well, well this is this is back like i, I need to get my research department on on, on this up <laughs> a little better so i'm sorry yeah, this is like uh phil williams uh you know uh, way back in the day, Tank Naylor. Gotcha. Uh, guy gotcha. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I screwed. Yeah. Up, I, I screwed up the timeline. It's my. It's my bad. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No worries. Yeah. Terrence is pretty good too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you weren't you weren't growing up as a little kid watching him play. You were you were his teammate. So. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was. I was getting his passes to, to get open shots. Honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because you want to stay title with him, of course. Uh, in, in 1997, I, I I did know that. So. Yep. 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 So. So yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, you know, it, it was a uh, a childhood where I played a lot of baseball too. But eventually, basketball just kind of took over, and um, you know, we grew up in Walkersville, so uh, you know, I I. I Ended up going to TJ in high school, obviously, because you, you got the you got the you got the exemption with your dad, right? Correct, correct. So you know, thankfully, I was able to 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 go there and play, and 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 as you mentioned, you know, we've had we had a lot of success there, and 
Uh, and then I went to college in Western PA. Yeah, so that, was, that, that, that's where I, that's where I got mixed up. Um, you went to St. Vincent uh, College out in Latrobe. So um, I, I was curious, Chad. I mean, did you always want to play basketball or was the pull of basketball in, in your household so strong that you were tempted to go in, a, in another direction? Um, I, I grew up liking baseball more than basketball. It wasn't until I was about I mean, I liked both sports, but it wasn't until I was about 12 or 13 years old where I started getting hit with like 70 mile per hour baseballs where I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to continue to, to do this. Yeah, but, that, That's why I stopped playing baseball. When, when the pitchers started throwing <laughs> harder and, and with less control, I'm like, ah, I'm not sure that I need to be doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I started, I had a little growth spurt and I started to get a little bit better at basketball. And then obviously I, I had so much uh, availability of the, of the TJ gym. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, that from, from, I would say, you know, seventh, eighth grade on, and I was just kind of locked into to basketball. And then once I transferred to TJ and kind of got involved into that whole culture of basketball being such a big thing, um, you know, that was just kind of my goal was to, you know, go to college, you know, hopefully get a scholarship, uh, play and then, you know, see what see where it took me from there. So, yeah, I mean, um, you were you were an all state player in high school. I mean, you were you were a good player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we had we had success, and and like I said, I think uh, being on a being in such a, a good program really really helped that. Um, and you know, I I ended up going up to St. Vincent. You know, we had a, a lot of success up there as well. I had a pretty good career up there, um, and. You know, from a coaching standpoint, I, I, it wasn't like I was uh, growing up expecting to be a college basketball coach. That that kind of came out of the blue um, when I was uh, in grad school. Actually, I was going to grad school uh, thinking I was going to be like a stockbroker, an investment banker, or something like that. Oh, so, you, so something outside of sports. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I. I, I never really saw, like, I, I want, I like, I love playing the game so much. I didn't really, I didn't know if I would be uh, satisfied coaching it, um, you know, not being able to play. Uh, so it was just one of those things where, um, you know, things just kind of shook out uh, in, in a really um, kind of lucky way for me. Uh, one of the teams we used to scrimmage, Wheeling Jesuit University, uh, their coach, just came, would always come out to me after the scrimmages and tell me, tell me how much he liked my game. And, and, and my dad was from Wheeling as well. So like we had that connection. So what happened was his assistant right before the season. In and this is when you were playing at St. St. Vincent, you're the, the Wheeling. Yeah, coach. Correct. He, he like, he liked what he saw from you. Yeah. Correct. Correct. We were, we were scrimmaging Wheeling Jesuit, who was a division two school. Um, and then when I was in grad school, he reached out to me and said his assistant coach just left um, to go to Dayton and he needed to, to get someone before the season started. And he wanted a young guy that would be, you know, kind of locked in and wouldn't be, and wouldn't leave him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, so I ended up taking that opportunity and haven't looked back since. I mean, it's been, I couldn't imagine doing anything else after, you know, coaching basketball all this time. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that I uh, took that opportunity and, uh, you know, now it's kind of made, uh, you know, full circle back to Frederick and, and coaching at Hood. When, when you were playing baseball growing up, was your was your dad standing off to the side going, Chad, come on, nah, let, 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 let's come over to basketball here. What, 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 what are we doing with this <laughs> baseball thing? Oh, surprisingly, not at all. Now, I was still playing uh, basketball as well. You know, that was back in okay. the days where kid, kids, you know, played multiple sports. And so I'm sure then he encouraged your baseball playing. Yeah, I mean, he. My dad's a big baseball guy too. I mean, he 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 liked it. Um, and, and no, he had never he never pushed me either way. Um, you know, it was just kind of a a decision I made myself. I'm sure he was happy that I chose basketball. And um, but yeah, I mean, he uh, he, he would have been happy either way. I think. Well, what what'd you learn about coaching from your dad? Oh man. Um, it's kind of funny because we coach in such different, like we have such different um, X's and O's uh, thoughts and, and, and style of play um, from, from that into things. But I think 
from growing up and being around on platform, you just kind of understand how important, uh, you know, accountability is. Uh, you kind of uh, understand how important the discipline is and how, uh, you know, you can't, you, you more or less got to uh, expect what you accept. And, you know, he was, you know, the way he coached at TJ, I mean, there wasn't any, like, you, it didn't matter if, uh, you know, Terrence Morris came late to practice or the last guy on JV came late to practice. I mean, that guy wasn't wasn't going to play the next game or wasn't gonna wasn't gonna get thrown out of practice, whatever it may be. Um, so he just kind of like you know set those expectations uh, really high and didn't budge off them. Um, and I think you know those standards are something I try to um, hold uh, myself. Um, and you know it's harder and harder in this day and age um, to for for kids to uh, kind of understand that that's that's to their benefit um you know it's just in this day and age i just there's so many excuses being made for for everything um you know you the good thing about college basketball is you can decide who you want in your program so you know my dad he just whoever whoever came to tj he had a, he had to deal with and so i think um you know that's kind of how he filtered a lot of the uh the guys out um but for us, we can kind of, we can kind of decide which guys will be those guys that are going to uphold all those standards that we set uh, while we recruit them. So, um, was it was it di- yeah? Was it difficult being the coach's son? Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> um, and I'm sure it was probably more difficult for him to coach uh, his son. Um, I'm sure I wasn't uh, easy to coach, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where. You know, you, you always, you know, that people are saying, oh, he's only playing because his dad's a coach, you know, and, you know, guys on the team are always, um, you know, kind of uh, busting you a little bit and, 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 you know, whether it's sarcastic or not, like, you know, you, you know, you have to prove yourself um, to make sure they know that you're playing because you're good enough. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he coached me uh, as, as he would any, any other player. Um, you know, luckily he probably gave me even a little bit more leeway because, um, uh, you know, I was uh, I was a little squirrely back in the day. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it ended up, you know, working out really well. I mean, I, I think just kind of uh, knowing what he was about and what he expected uh, and, you know, knowing TJ basketball inside and out really helped me and kind of giving me a little edge uh, over, you know, the normal guy. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was. Um, it was something that, you know, at the time, you know, we butt, butted heads a lot, but looking back on it, you know, you, you probably wouldn't change anything because, you know, you really appreciate uh, that time that, you know, you, uh, you got to experience. When, when you were named to that All-State team, did you feel a personal sense of vindication? Because that was, that was proof that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good basketball player. I'm not just on the team because my dad is, is, the, is the coach of this team. I mean, I, I, I could play this game. Um. I don't think so. Um, I think by that point, um, I kind of proven myself. Um, yeah. You know, it's always, it, it, it's always good to, uh, you know, reassuring to get that, that recognition from, you know, an outside uh, association or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think the, the, the hardest part was when I was a junior uh, and we were really, really good. And um, when I started, I think I started like the third or fourth. I started starting the third or fourth game. That was kind of the the point where I was just like, all right, well, I need to really <laughs> prove myself right now. Um, and, you know, luckily I didn't have to do a whole lot because we had so many good players. So it was more or less just make threes and don't mess up. And uh, I was able to do that, I think. Right. I mean, obviously, Chad, your dad's success uh, speaks for itself. I mean, they're they're about to name the court at, at, at TJ uh, uh, after your father. Will it sort of be surreal walking into your old high school gym and seeing your dad's name on the court? Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Um, you know, he's he's never been uh, a guy that gets caught up in that. I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, he he he'll be almost embarrassed about it, but. Um, I know a lot of his former players, especially uh, Blaine Young, had really rallied uh, to to make this happen. Um, and so, uh, 
Yeah, man, I, I know, I don't know where the process is right now, um, but, you know, I, I, I think they have a, a game that they're planning on doing it at is obviously get the okay from FCPS, but, um, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. Um, and I know, uh, you know, he, he definitely appreciates, uh, appreciates it. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, he, I, I just think some, he, he's so synonymous with TJ basketball uh, that it's only right, honestly. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, so you received your bachelor's degree in finance from St. Vincent. Then you went to Indiana University of PA, and you got your MBA. So you, so you never really saw yourself following in your dad's footsteps. I really didn't, no. I mean, not until, honestly, like, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to keep playing. Like, I, I had a couple of chances to go over to Europe and try out for teams, um, but it was one of those things where there was nothing set in stone and, and you weren't making a lot of money. Um, so I had already pretty much, uh, nixed that idea and timing, you know, timing is everything it, because now you could go over to Europe and make it, make it pretty nice uh, living. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, some of those leagues definitely pay well. Um, but you know, like once, once the playing career ended, you know, I don't know if it was just, I thought it would be too tough to be around it and not be able to play um, or just that I didn't really know if I'd have interest in, in coaching. But, you know, like I said, when that opportunity arrives for me to get into college coaching, um, you know, once I started doing it, you know, that, that, that competitive competitiveness came back and, and you're like, all right, well, you know, I've, I've learned so much, you know, through the years and I'm, I'm continuing to learn through these new coaches and I want to try to pass this information on and, and teach these younger guys. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it, it wasn't really in my plans until um, I got that phone call um, from Jada Frugio at Wheeling Jesuit. Um, and I was just kind of like almost surprised because it, it's really tough. To, it, it was a full-time assistant job and it's really tough to get a full-time assistant job if you want me experience. Um, so, you know, I, he called and, and, I, you know, called my dad, asked him what he thought about it. And, and he was like, you know, he's a very respected coach that, you know, if you, if you want to coach basketball, this would be a great, you know, first step for you. And, um, you know, didn't pay a lot of money. I was living in Northern West Virginia, um, but I was there for, uh, ended up being nine years. Um, so wouldn't change anything about it. It was a, a great experience, great opportunity. Got to, got to meet some, some, some awesome people. Um, met my wife up there. Um, but, uh, uh, it, uh, like I said, it, it kind of came back full circle and, and, and here I am not have no idea what else I would do if I wasn't coaching. Right. So, so how did the call to come home come about? Did your, your, your dad just pick up the phone one day and say, Hey, Hey son, uh, I could use some help here or just so, sort of, how did the opportunity at hood come about for you? Um, so it, it's another one of those situations where I'm just, I'm just, a moron when it comes to like, I guess, seeing the big picture. I, I had never thought of coaching at hood, even though I knew my dad would retire at some point. Um, and so I, I had a pretty good relationship at the time with uh, Dr. Volpe, who was the president. So whenever I came back to Frederick, we'd go grab lunch, him, my dad, uh, and myself. Yeah. Ron, and, Ron's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think he was really high on me succeeding my dad and, and, my dad was like, you know, that, that'd be great if, if that's what he wants to do. Um, Did you want so, that though? Isn't, isn't there, isn't there a lot of pressure in, in, involved with that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was at the time I was interviewing for a couple of division two head jobs. And, you know, when, when my dad um, reached out with the, uh, you know, potential opportunity, um, you know, I would kind of gotten to a point where I was ready to move on and do you know, coach somewhere differently, especially as a head coach. Um, so, you know, just from the standpoint of coming back to Frederick, um, you know, getting a chance to coach with him, uh, you know, being around some old friends and, and family, obviously, and then, you know, an up and coming program, um, you know, the, the, the plan was for me to come down for a couple of years, be his assistant, kind of, you know, learn the ropes of division three basketball and, and hood college and all that stuff. And so, um, you know, I ended up uh, accepting it and, um, you know, everything worked out exactly kind of how we had hoped, uh, you know, he, 
my dad coached for two years. I was assistant for two years with him. Uh, and then he stepped down and I took over. So, um, yeah, I mean, I knew that there'd be a lot of pressure from that end of, uh, of things. Uh, you know, I didn't personally, uh, you know, I had enough confidence where I, I felt like I could do a good job. Um, I, you know, was I going to do as, as well as my dad's done, you know, who knows, uh, you know, I, but that wasn't really what concerned me. Um, you know, I, I was more kind of locked into, um, you know, trying to take the program to the next level. You know, I, you know, I think that I, you know, my father had, had won with, they didn't even have BB&T arena most of, most of his career there. And he was winning with just blue collar guys. Like they weren't more talented than hardly any other team they played. Um, but you know, he just, he was just a really good coach and um, they just had, you know, tougher guys and, and, um, you know, guys with a chip on their shoulder for the most part um, during that time. So once, when I came down there, BBNT had just been built and I was just like, you know what, we can probably get this to the next level just by, you know, bumping our recruiting up to a, uh, a different level. Um, and, you know, with the division two recruiting experience that I had um, and, and with the style of play, that I knew, I knew we want to play with, uh, we just kind of, you know, recruit a little bit differently. And, um, you know, it's, it's really kind of uh, helped us succeed in, in the style of way play that we wanted to, to, to play in. So, um, you know, I, it was just one of those things where I knew there's gonna be pressure uh, on it, but I it wasn't going to come from really uh, too many people I, I really cared about. Um, so I was just kind of focused on, um, you know, the doing the best job I could do and, and getting the right guys in the program. And I knew, you know, my father, my family would be supportive, whether we went, you know, 25 and 0 or 0 and 25. Um, but, you know, he's still, uh, he's still around. He's still helping out behind the scenes. He'll go watch some guys here and there. Um, well, will, uh, will he pull you aside and say, Hey, Chad, look out for this or, or watch that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll usually have coffee in the morning, like once a week and, and, and he'll throw out some, uh, you know, just uh, not really suggestions, just kind of thoughts where, you know, he's he really enjoys just kind of like being a spectator now and not having that pressure <laughs> on him. So, you know, he announces the home games with his buddy Tim Abercrombie and he goes a lot of the way games. But, yeah, he, he'll uh, he'll always give me his two cents. And, you know, it's always appreciated. Sometimes we utilize what he says. Sometimes I you know, I, I go in a different direction and, right. uh, you know, he understands that and he, he doesn't take offense to it, but you know, it's always nice to kind of have him in your back pocket with so much experience kind of, you know, giving you some uh, uh, feedback on what he sees from, from, from his standpoint. And, you know, he comes and watches a lot of practices too. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a nice little resource for us. Yeah. The, the, the going in a different direction, again, that, that intrigues me because obviously you're aware of your dad's legacy and his career and stuff, but that never really turned you away at, at any point. I mean, it never intimidated you to the point or turned you off to the point where you were going to run, run away from an opportunity. Yeah, no. I, um, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of, hard to explain looking back on it maybe I should have had more pressure <laughs> you know it was just like beginners uh uh you know just just not having any um you know qualms about you know uh yeah uh, attacking the well whole situation. I mean yeah. everyone's different they respond to things differently you you obviously weren't weren't gonna let you, yeah, and, and, I, and I think someone asked me this at the time I, I think it might have been the Frederick's post but they they asked me about the pressure of taking over from someone so successful. And I said, I think my answer at the time was, it's not going to be any more than the pressure I put on myself to, to succeed. You know, I, I, you know, I, I hold myself to very high standards and I'm very competitive and I don't like, um, I don't like losing. I don't like being average. So, you know, I knew I was going to go out of my way to uh, do everything I could to, 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 you know, make our program the best program I could possibly make it. If it didn't measure up to them, uh, their programs uh, uh, previously, so be it. But I knew I was going to give it my all. And, you know, whether it was as good or not as good, uh, it wasn't really my concern. I was just kind of so focused on, you know, uh, living up to my own expectations and pressures uh, that I, I really didn't get involved in that too much. 
your your competitiveness and your hatred of losing does that come directly from your father or did, did, does your mother play a role in that as well <laughs> um i don't know is that genetic <laughs> Not, well if so, then, yeah if so then yes right um, yeah, well, he, um, I mean, I think maybe it's not genetic, but 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 that's the example you're constantly around, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it had a a big, um, uh, probably a, a big influence on me. I, I think a lot of it was also growing up with, you know, a, a younger brother and a, a lot of uh, neighborhood kids, and you know, uh, just back then it was just always there was just always something athletic you'd be doing. Um, and you'd want to be the best in the neighborhood at it, or you'd want to win every every single day. So, I think just growing up around people that always wanted to play sports, kind of, um, you know, just kind of gave me that edge and, and uh, competitiveness um, that I probably still have today. Maybe <laughs> too much so, but are are you more competitive than your father? Um, nowadays, definitely. He's very laid back now. <laughs> um, uh, Back in the day, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm probably a worse a worse loser than him. I would say that. Um, but uh, do you hate lo- both- do you hate losing more than you enjoy winning? Yeah, yeah, I I I do. I, yeah, because you're always you know when you win, like if you have high expectations, you kind of expect it. When you lose, you're just like you know you failed. What could I have team. done differently? All yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Just, it's just always good. Like hard to sleep because you're just replaying all the all the different decisions you made and so so yeah i think i think most really competitive people are are like that yeah um so when you left wheeling jesuit after nine years as the associate head coach there did you know you'd one day be the head coach at hood i mean was the succession plan at hood already underway at that point when you came over to be on your dad's staff for a couple of years yeah i think so i mean that was kind of the plan yeah I don't, I probably would not have come back for it if that wasn't the plan. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, the, it, it all worked out according to the, uh, what we had really laid out um, at, at the initial um, starting point of it all. So, so yeah, that, that was, um, I didn't know exactly when it would be. Uh, I didn't know if it would be one year, two years, three years, four years. Um, so, you know, it was just one of those things where I, I knew I'd be in a good situation. I'd, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd be in my hometown. Um, so, you know, it was more or less just don't mess it up. And, 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 and you know, hopefully uh, I would take over as soon as my dad decided uh, he'd had enough. Right. Uh, was working for your dad about the same as playing for your dad? Uh, a little easier. We still butted heads sometimes. Um, you know, like I said, we just – we have different mindsets on, on certain styles of play. Um, so, you know, it, but, uh, you know, we, at that point we were both adults and, you know, I, I, I respected, you know, everything he had done. I wasn't going to come in here and say, this is wrong. We should do this way. Well, well, um, well, what's he, the difference in the style of play? Um, he's just more of a, uh, I would say a perfectionist from a, like a half court standpoint. He's just uh, kind of traditional half court, throw it into the post a lot. Oh, he must hate current basketball then. Uh, I think it's growing on him though. Okay. Um, so like with us, we don't play any post players. We're, we're right. spread. No, no one does. Who, 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 who throws it into a six ten center anymore? Yeah. Not, there's not a lot, of, a lot of teams, definitely not that have, you know, two big men that like they, like they used to have. Um, so, you know, we, we just play so, so much faster and, and more spread out and, you know, we, we make mistakes and, and, you know, he's very big with not turning the ball over and, and we actually do a great job with that um, the last few years, but when you're playing fast, you know, you have those mistakes sometimes. Um, and then, you know, defensively, we play pretty much all zone um, and, and he's a, you know, uh, a man-to-man half-court guy um and so you know he i know he's always um he would definitely like to see us play more man-to-man and we actually have started to, to do some more matching up out of our our zone so um so yeah it's just uh some some different um 
uh, mindsets. But again, he recruited to his style of play. I, I recruit to to our style of play. I mean, um, but yeah, you got to you got to respect the modern times of basketball now. Obviously, like if you're six nine or six ten, I mean, you're you're almost expected to be a shooter and and be able to handle the ball uh, now at that size. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's a it's a different type of game, especially with the analytics and and all that stuff. Um, so um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just different. I mean, if you gave me his teams, his good teams, we probably wouldn't be very good. And if I gave him our good teams, like they may not be very good just because of, uh, you know, just the way we coach. But I think, you know, again, going back to what I said about college basketball, you can recruit the types of people and types of guys that you want in your program. Um, so you can kind of build it around your your system, so to speak. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the, I guess going back to your, uh, your, your question, it, it was it was a really uh, good learning process for me to come back and coach under him just yeah. to kind of get a feel for the whole um, you know the conference the division three the style of play the types of guys that that we should recruit and, and spend time on the types of guys we shouldn't spend uh, you know we shouldn't waste time, any time on um, and he was great with just kind of giving me a lot of um, uh, freedom to kind of you know take over practices sometimes put a lot of uh, stuff that I liked uh in on offense and defense um and i think it's kind of took a lot of the burden because he was athletic director uh, as well so it took some of the burden off him where he knew i was going to take care of uh, a lot of the stuff that that he was probably um worried about having to take care of and uh so I, it, it helped both of us it helped me grow as a as a coach and probably helped uh alleviate some of the responsibilities and pressures uh, on his end you mentioned the analytics. Are you guys shooting tons of threes uh, just like everyone else is these days? Oh, yeah. Yep. We uh, we shoot, um, I would say, I believe we shoot more threes than twos. I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. Um, by, des- by design, right? By design. Yep. Yep. And we have, you know, we don't, we don't recruit anyone that can't shoot. Uh, so our one through five, you know, like I said, we don't really have positions, but even our, our bigs, so to speak, uh, shoot the three. Um, so, you know, we take, uh, we take about, um, 35 a game, probably 35 threes a game. Uh, at least that's, that's where I would like it to be. Yeah. Um, you know, some teams kind of pick up on that and they're like, all right, they're not getting that many threes off against us. And so you got to have guys that, that are able to get to the rim as well, but we just, we really try to spread out uh, defenses and and make them guard, you know, the entire court by putting five shooters out there. So, um, so yeah, that, that's our whole mindset is we're taking three open threes, uh, layups and foul shots. You know, I, I want 99% of our shots to be one of those three uh, shots um, and, and not settling for mid range or pull up shots unless it's late in the shot clock. Right. And do you, do you let Evan or Mason pull up from like, 26 feet 27 feet that's Steph Curry yeah. territory <laughs> yeah yeah Mason especially Mason uh Mason's uh what well, the probably the better scorer overall and when he gets hot like you you know it would yeah, take a beyond, bad half, beyond half court he's he's starting to take a look yeah I mean you know he's he's smart enough not to to force anything crazy but um he'll have a heat check every now and then and your dad's watching all this unfold shaking his head while, while, while watching you guys play of course so yeah but, you know he, <laughs> he's a big he's a big shot selection guy i mean i am too but right but but know, but they shot good. mid-range shots when he was when when he was coaching they they they, oh, they, 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 they don't really now so uh, um like like you said you don't you don't want you you almost don't want you guys shooting mid-range shots so um they're, they're only worth two points after all so um yep. uh hey well, well, well i've kept you for almost an hour chad and i, and I really appreciate your time it just what just what's the ceiling for your group uh this year you're you're, you're, you're playing really well um good question i i, I don't know um I think we have uh, as good a chance as any team we've had to, to go pretty far. Um, you know, the, the biggest problem is going to be the conference. I mean, the conference is as good as it's ever been. Um, and so, you know, we're, we, we just got to be able to, to play every single night because uh, any team, we could lose to any team easily in the conference. We could beat any team. We could lose to any team. So, you know, I think as long as we just, 
you know, uh, remain focused and, and we don't uh, get complacent at, at any point, then, you know, we have a chance to win the conference, no doubt. Um, and then, you know, if we can make the NCAA tournament, we're just, uh, we're a tough team to prepare for, especially on short um, notice, uh, just because of how we play. So um, anything can happen at that point. Um, you know, so our, our, our you know, our, our, our short to medium term goal is just to continue getting better every day and, and stay focused and, um, you know, long-term goal, you know, win the conference, make the NCAA tournament and see how far we can go. I mean, there's, there's some really, really good teams in division three. Um, but, you know, I, I, I tell people this before, if, if we're shooting the ball well, that game, it's going to be tough to beat us. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. We're, we've got a great group of uh, really good guys and, and, and really good players. And, um, you know, this three of, you know, three of our starters are seen, or it's their last year. So, um, you know, we, uh, I hope we can send these guys out with a, uh, a senior year to remember. Hey, Chad, uh, thanks so much for doing this. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and, and enjoy some family time with your little one. And, and, and we'll talk again soon, but, but thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it, Greg. Thanks for having me, man. Yep. Thank you. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening uh, here on The Final Score. Uh, big thanks to uh, producer Graham Collin for, for getting us set up here today. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. And we'll see you back here next week. Almost, almost a new year. Uh, but but uh, tune in next week for another episode of The Final Score. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.